Testing, one, two, three, three, two, one. Testing, testing, one, two, three. All right, welcome to Empty Cross Ministries Bible Study. I'm Brother David. The name of the program is KJV Exposed. That is King James Version Exposed. Because we use the King James Version, we'd look at each verse, break it down, bring it to life, and expose the meaning. Tonight we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 1. Yes, we're still in chapter 1 of Genesis. This is part 3. I think next time we'll be in chapter 2 of Genesis. And we're going to bump up uh, the podcast here a little bit. Instead of being kind of ramrodding and not being very consistent with it, we're going to make a regular schedule up here once I get that figured out. And we'll be on more consistently. Let's open up with a word of prayer. Uh, Would you pray with me as he taught us to pray, the Lord's Prayer, commonly known as the Our Father. Pray with me as he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the king for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alright, as soon as I get it pulled up here, we'll get right to the study. Once again, this is Empty Cross Ministries Bible study. I'm Brother David. This is Genesis chapter one. Part 3. Genesis chapter 1 verse 20 reads, And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. Moving creature, moving creature. These creatures, including the extraordinarily large ones, included all sorts of fish and mammals, even dinosaurs. Look at Job chapter 40, verse 15 through chapter 41, verse 1. Let the waters bring forth is better translated as under, and understood as let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures so as not to misleadingly suggest that the waters themselves produced marine life. This text also implies that the aquatic life and fowl appeared simultaneously denying the evolutionary sequence of reptiles before birds. God had now provided the habitation for the fish and the atmosphere and dry land for the fowl, so the logical step would be to populate the oceans, seas, lakes, rivers, and all bodies of waters with fish and all sea life. The dry land had appeared and God had populated the air above and the ground below with fowl. You see, God was doing all of this in preparation for his greatest creation, that is man, mankind. He created man. The first man and woman were Adam and Eve. His greatest creation was man. He needed to prepare food for the man before the creation of man. This whole creative act was God building a home for mankind. We are told in John chapter 14 that Jesus is in heaven now preparing our eternal home. 
John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3 read, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may also be. You see, God's plan from the beginning was to build man a home. Genesis chapter 1 verse 21 reads, And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Great whales is not the best translation. Better is the term great sea creatures to include the great fish as well as well. Tanaman is used elsewhere to describe the serpent. Look at Exodus chapter 7 verses 9 and 10 and 12. And the dragon. Look at Psalm 148 verse 7 and Isaiah chapter 51 verse 9 and Ezekiel chapter 29 verse 3. There is no evidence whatever either from paleontology or genetics that whales or great sea monsters could have developed from land animals. The theory of evolution claims that the first animals in the oceans were microscopic single-celled creatures and that whales, sea cows, had to evolve from four-legged land mammals which in turn evolved from cold-blooded marine creatures. Thus they would have devolved just the vastness of the thousands of varieties of fish and birds of all kinds is mind-boggling. To think that God in a moment of time, no matter how long, could figure out all the varieties and have each one have a useful job to do in God's scheme of things is just beyond comprehension. God is not only love, but the greatest planner. You see, he figured out the needs of each one and fulfilled it here on day 5. Genesis chapter 1 verse 22 reads, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. Blessed, this is the first occurrence of the word, bless in scripture. God's admonition to be fruitful and multiply was the substance of the blessing. Genesis chapter 1 verse 23 reads, And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Here is the end of the fifth day. Verses 24 through 25. Cattle beast. This probably represents all kinds of large four-legged animals. Genesis chapter 1 verse 24 reads, And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. Beast of the earth, different from and larger than the clan of cattle. This would include dinosaurs like behemoth. Like the behemoth. Look at Job chapter 40 verse 15. Living creature is the same Hebrew expression used for man in chapter 2 verse 7 translated living soul. Genesis chapter 1 verse 25 reads, And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, 
and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. The Creator's wisdom and power are to be admired as much in an ant as in an elephant. The power of God's providence preserves all things, and fruitfulness is the effect of his blessing. The creation of the higher animals completed the earth's preparation for the advent of man, to which doubtless the creator's commendation of his finished work had a special reference. Everything was in readiness for the, magna, for the magnum opus, the most important work, which was to close his creative labor, labor and crown his completed cosmos. This most clearly shows and proves that the above creatures were not produced by the mere force of nature or the powers of the earth or the powers the earth were possessed of. However, the matter of it might be disposed and prepared, but by the omnipotent hand of God. You see, as I said before, God was God was preparing this planet for his greatest creation, mankind. All through these scriptures, please take note that God said, everything after its own kind. Verse 26 is the reason all things were created. Notice the, plur the plurality of the Creator as well. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 reads, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. In contrast to Annals in verses 20 and 24, where God said, Let the waters bring forth, and let the earth bring forth, he now says, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. All others reproduce after their kind, but man is the only one made in the image of God and reproducing in that image. That's, uh, we see that chapter 5, verse 3. The terms image and likeness are used synonymously and refer primarily to man's spiritual resemblance, rationally and morally, to his maker. God placed a chasm between man and the beast, for only man has the capacity for eternal life, fellowship, moral discernment, self-consciousness, speech, and worship. Us, our the first clear indication of the triunity of God, chapter 3, verse 22, and chapter 11, verse 7. The very name of God, Elohim, chapter 1, verse 1, is a plural form of El, man, the crowning point of creation. A living human was made in God's image to rule creation. Even after the fall, man retains this image of God. We see that chapter 9, verse 6, and in the letter of James, chapter 3, verse 9. Though it has been marred, the plural pronoun, us, is most likely a majestic plural from the standpoint of Hebrew grammar and syntax. Our image, this defined man's unique relation to God. Man is a living being capable of embodying God's communicable attributes. Look at Genesis chapter 9, verse 6. 
Romans chapter 8 verse 29, Colossians chapter 3 verse 10, and James chapter 3 verse 9. In his rational life, he was like God in that he could reason and had intellect, will, and emotion. In the moral sense, he was like God because he was good and sinless. Image and likeness of God. Man was created in both the image and likeness of God. An image is a representation or replica of one person or thing by another. An image may be similar but not necessarily identical to its original. The term likeness is used as a gauge of comparison or analogy. When man fell, he retained an impaired image of God. We see that in Genesis chapter 9 verse 6. Regaining a likeness of God is one of the accomplishments of salvation. Let me say that again. Regaining a likeness of God is one of the accomplishments of salvation. Our spiritual likeness is restored in justification. Our character likeness is being continuously developed in the process of sanctification. We will be like Christ physically when we are glorified. God's purpose in our lives today is to conform us to the image of Christ. Look at Romans chapter 8 verse 29, Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 and 27, and Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. I need to stop and get a drink here. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 reads, So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Man is used in a generic sense, which is amplified by the phrase male and female, even though Eve's physical formation is not detailed until chapter 2, verses 18 through 24. These words are not the usual Hebrew words for man, which is ish, and woman, which is ishha. The words used here specifically distinguish the sexes, male and female. Sexes are only implied with regard to animals, but not here. The reason is that a completely unique relationship was to develop, namely holy marriage. We see that in Genesis chapter 2, verses 22 through 24. Man was created by God on the sixth day of creation and is the grand climax of all that God had accomplished in the creation week of miracles. The final act of creation was that God joined the material and immaterial parts of man. Man's body was shaped from the dust, but then became a living soul only after God breathed the breath of life into his nostrils. We see that in chapter 2, verse 7. Our, form, our formation by natural birth is no less noteworthy than Adam's formation from the dust. With David, we need to say, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That's Psalm 139, verse 14, also Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. The image and likeness of God is spirit. Let me say that again. The image and likeness of God is spirit. God is spirit. We are a spirit. We are housed in a body and possess a soul. If God is spirit, as the word said, as the word says, he is, 
then the image and likeness of us are the spirit as well. As we read in verse 27, both man and woman are spirit. We will find as we continue the study that woman is just as responsible for the care and nurture of her spirit as man is. This is directly opposite of what some religions teach today. We are individual spirits, but our flesh is one with our spouse. Between verses 25 and 26, there is a separation. If you will notice after verse 25, God closed that creation with this statement, and God said that it was good. And God said that it was good. Man has a preeminence that no other creation has. Mankind, male and female, are made in the image of God. God created all the rest for mankind to rule over. Man, unlike all the other creations, was created with the mind and will even to the point that God allows man's will to choose God or Satan. Man alone was created with power to make decisions. Man alone was made to commune with or fellowship with God. God is supreme ruler of heaven and earth. He made man ruler of the earth because of man's fallen state from his magnificent beginning, the image of God. God the Word, Jesus, took on a body and redeemed mankind and restored them to their original state of standing with God. The Bible says that when we get to heaven, we will recognize Jesus because we will be like him. We will be restored to the image and likeness of God. We will not be God. We will be a shadow or image of the real thing. Our spirit will be in accord with his spirit. We will be his servants or subordinates. You see, God gave mankind dominion over this earth. Mankind, through an act of his will, turned this dominion over to Satan, as we'll see in a later lesson. You know, our whole country is under a president, and then smaller areas or states are under dominion of a governor, and then even smaller areas under a mayor. However, the mayor is under the governor, on important matters, and all are under the president on the most important matters. You see, God is over all. We are his subordinates. Even though he shall rule and even though we shall rule and reign with him, we will not be his equal. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 reads, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Dominion over. This defined man's unique relation to creation. Man was God's representative in ruling over the creation. The command to rule separated him from the rest of living creation and defined his relationship as above the rest of creation. Look at Psalm chapter 8, verses 6 through 8. Dominion is not the content by the consequence of the divine image. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 3, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 57, verses 27 and 28. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 7 through 10, and James chapter 3, verses 7 through 8. And God blessed them. To bless is not only to bestow a gift, but also 
to assign a function. Replenish is better translated fill the earth, indicating the first time. It cannot be used in support of the refashioning of an already judged earth, for it always means to fill something the first time. Blessed. This second blessing, chapter 1, verse 22, involved reproduction and dominion. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. God, having just created the universe, created his representatives, rule over and representation, image and likeness. Man would fill the earth and oversee its operation. Subdue does not suggest a wild and unruly condition for the creation because God himself pronounced it good. Rather, it speaks of a productive ordering of the earth and its inhabitants to yield its riches and accomplish God's purposes. In this verse, we see that mankind did not have to take dominion. The dominion was given to him by God. So many people associate sex of any kind, even the marriage bed, as the sin that caused the fall of man. This verse above proves this is not so. Mankind was commanded of God to be fruitful and multiply long before the sin in the Garden of Eden. The sin in the Garden was disobedience to God. Verses 29 and 30. I have given for me, prior to the curse that we see in chapter 3, verses 14 through 19, both mankind and beast were vegetarians. Genesis chapter 1, verse 29 reads, And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for me. Meat meant food in the early 17th century when the King James Version was translated. No actual animal flesh was condoned until after the flood in Genesis chapter 9, verse 3. God provided the means for mankind's needs from the very beginning. Everything that God created here on the earth was directly or indirectly for the use of man. Even the food for the animals would ultimately be of use to man as we read in verse 30. Genesis chapter 1 verse 30 reads, And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for me, and it was so. God saw is an expression in anthropomorphic terms, human characteristics for behavior, relating to his evaluation of his creation. Now at the end of his creation work, he says, It was very good, exceedingly good, and not simply good as before in this chapter. Genesis chapter 1 verse 31 reads, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good, and the evening and the morning were the sixth day. There are several things the Spirit must understand in the scripture above. The number six means man. The verse reiterates again that God made all of it, and that everything was good. It also establishes the six days of work that we will see all through the Bible. Folks, this concludes our study in the book of Genesis chapter 1. I think next time we will be in chapter 2. I am almost sure of that. Uh, let me do a couple things here. 
Here we go. All right, we're going to close out once again with the Lord's Prayer. Folks, I want you to be safe, be blessed. I want you to stay in the Word. Write this Word upon your heart. That means memorize some of these verses. The ones that speak to you, write them on your heart. Memorize them so you can have them when these satanic attacks come. And you will be able to defend yourself against those darts. Let us pray as Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Folks, until next time, and we will be in Genesis chapter 2.